Hello, friends, and welcome to Untorn uh, Radio or Untorn Video, whichever side you are uh, tuned into. It is good to be with you guys on this live uh, broadcast known as Untorn. Not sure whether to call it a podcast, a broadcast, a vodcast, whatever the case may be. Listen, we're going live, and from Studio 14B, I'm your host, Jay Trainer, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. It's good to be with you guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in tonight. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. Uh, we have been looking at this whole idea as of late, what it means to live life with purpose and on purpose. Uh, we've been talking about what it means to put forward an effort and using our resources uh, for God's glory in whatever capacity, whatever things that we are diving into. And so when it comes to um, the study that we've been looking at has been has been Philippians. And the thing that I keep coming back to within Philippians is this understanding that, man, we have to look at what we are running for and what we are running to and what we are running from and, and all this craziness. So tonight, you know, after looking at the last couple of weeks, looking at this whole idea of running towards friends, uh, understanding the, the high majesty that God is, uh, running into righteousness. Tonight we're looking at the strain, the efforts, and really wondering and questioning, is it worth it? When push comes to shove in my own life uh, right now, I'm in a season where I'm I'm working out a lot. I'm not just working out my my mental muscles. I'm not just working out uh, my physical muscles when it comes to running. Some of you have seen a lot of my posts in the past of of running when I post a a picture on Instagram or have the opportunity to share something on Twitter, some sort of inspirational note of, of running. Those things are all well and good. But when it comes down to it, what we're looking at in terms of the strain in this regard is flexing the spiritual muscles. When the going gets rough, making sure that we are staying plugged into heaven's reality for our lives. Right now, I'm in a season of working out, trying to get in shape and and losing some extra pounds that I don't need, especially heading into the winter season. And this past week, I've had the chance to work out over at my alma mater, my college, uh, a few times. And it's been great. I've seen some progress, but it's tough. And you feel the strain on the muscles and the real growth that happens with with weightlifting and and bodybuilding uh, takes place not only in the nutrition and the things that you eat, but... It comes from the breaking down of the muscle. Some of you might be wondering, well, what do you what do you mean by that? Now, listen, I'm not a physical trainer. I don't know what I am uh, fully talking about when it comes to this. But as I understand it, the muscles that we work out are literally breaking down when we work them out. That's why it's important not to work those same muscle groups uh two different days in a row. You need rest. You need time in between the workout so the muscles can re- rebuild. And it's similar when it comes to the things of the Lord. When when there's a pruning back that takes place, some of us might say, well, there's a void there. There's an emptiness there. And that's certainly one way of looking at it. But in the pruning back of something, what is really meant to transpire or happen there is more growth is meant to take the place of that emptiness. Too often in in my own life, in 
in looking at different spiritual aspects and things, I found that the empty places and the empty spaces remain a void for far too long. Because I myself have not grown in the opportunity of going deeper in the ways of the Lord. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can't. It's certainly something to uh, think about. So those of you who are tuned in on the Facebook Live feed, it's good to see you guys. I see a couple people that have popped in. Thank you for sharing this uh, broadcast on your feed as well. Uh, Tonight we are looking at running with strain uh, while straining and understanding that the strain when it comes to uh, Christ-centered movements is worth it. Let's pray together. And let's dive into Philippians chapter 3 as we look and examine what it means ultimately to run with the strain that is so easily dismissed as something that's weak and not worthwhile. It is worth it, and we're going to find out why it's worth it in just a few moments. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the opportunity to dive into your word and Tonight, uh, I want to pray for those that are tuned in, either watching uh, live or watching, maybe they'll watch later, or maybe they're listening in on the the broadcast. Lord, I, I pray that this would be a night unlike any other. That we would see that the strain is worth it. That we would see that not everything comes just kind of handed to us as some sort of simple um, thing. Um, Life can be difficult, but when it comes to kingdom partnership and following after heaven's instructions, Lord, there's no better place to be than um, right where you want us. So Lord, tonight, would you speak into our lives? Would you move in our hearts? Would you stir up a passion within? If we are strained, if we are weighed down by life's struggle, May we seek encouragement, and may you have the opportunity to come in and speak life into us. Thanks, God. We love you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Tonight, I am reading out of one of my favorite passages of Scripture. This is Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Let's check this out together. Not that I have already obtained this. Or am already perfect. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider what I have made. uh, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have told, often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. 
But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things, even to himself. This is the reading of the word of the Lord out of uh, Philippians chapter 3. Thanks be to God. Amen. Love this passage, especially verse 12. Verse 12, if there is such a thing as a life verse for uh, my own life, I would say verse 12 is right where it's at for me. Um, haven't attained all this. I haven't obtained all this. I'm not already perfect, but you know what? I want to press on. I want to move forward because you know what? The ownership over my life is not my own, but Christ Jesus has made me his own. And so when we look at the the straining efforts of what lies before us, we have to remember who we are and whose we are. We're no longer under our own authority. We are under the authority of the one who rescued us. We are under the authority of the one who saved us. We're under his authority. And this is such a gentle reminder of understanding that there is joy in in the journey. There is uh, joy and a strongness that comes from direction or trajectory. I love that word instead of destination. We get so hung up on arriving. Listen, I am one of those guys that gets hung up on arriving all the time. I want to get there. As soon as I set out on a journey, I want to get there. I, the, the time in between A and B, um, I would rather have it be three minutes as opposed to three hours. Next week, we are going to New Hampshire as a family. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good Thanksgiving trip for us. But in the end, um, for me, I, I just want to get there. And growing up, that seemed to be uh, something that was prevalent in, in my life too. I, I want to get there. I want to get to the next step. I want to get to the next rite of passage. I want to get to that place. And those are worthwhile goals to to reach for and to live by. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that we've been given today, and today is is worth it. And let's not skip over today and what today has to offer to you and to me. Because today is worthwhile. Today has its own blessings. Today has its own challenges. Today has its own uh, difficulties. And uh, today has its own uh, aspects that are worth uh, my time and worth my effort, and they it's worth your effort too. And as difficult as it is to focus on today, the strain is worth it. The effort is worth it. Especially the strain of surrender. And that's, that's not an easy thing. Say, God, I want to let go. God, I want to put myself, uh, I want to put my life under your authority. We're not talking just about salvation here. We're talking about lordship. We're talking about a surrender of saying, Jesus, you're my king, you're, you're my majesty, to kind of recap the holy majesty aspect episode that we looked at a couple weeks ago. So if you think that you've arrived, if you think that you are perfect, then um, 
you and I need to have some words because I haven't arrived yet. And if you think you have, I, I need to learn how it's done. Because I certainly don't get it. I certainly feel like, man, um, I would love to get it, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. Verse 13 breaks it down even further where it says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. Uh, meaning the the possession of that even that idea is, is not fully there, fully comparable yet. But one thing I do, I forget, I forget my old ways and I strain forward to what lies ahead. There's a, a forward-looking aspect to uh, what Paul is writing here. And it the same can be said with maturity. We don't we don't run the race of life looking back if we are constantly turning our head one way or another in the journey. We will find ourselves kind of doing the zigzag thing, doing this thing. Okay, I'm looking left. Oh, oh no, now I'm looking right. I have the privilege of being able to announce uh, this thing called the All Elementary Track Meet back home every year. I love it. You get these little kids that are running around the track grades three, four, and five that are represented from four different elementary schools in, in my home high school district where I grew up outside of Buffalo. And a lot of these runners just haven't been trained. There's a naivety here. They haven't arrived yet. And so when they're running down the track, they're, they're looking right and they're looking left and they go and go and go. And next thing they know, they are, they're actually one of two things are is happening. One, they're either slowing down or or two, they are kind of starting to veer into the other lane because when you lean that way, that's where your body will take you. So strain forward towards the kingdom cause of Christ that is in front of you because it's worth it. Strain forward in that reality. We don't sit and wallow fill our lives with inactivity and apathy. We ultimately are people that are meant to keep pushing forward, pressing on, moving into it, to what lies ahead. Not skipping out on the today that's been given to us, but still aiming for the goal of what God wants to transform us to become in life. The call happens in the here and now, But the call also happens as we mature and grow in the faith. So we have to ascribe to the the determination of surrender found in verse 14. I I press on to the goal for the prize of the upward call of, of God in Christ Jesus. And if you are reaching for maturity, verse 15 talks about how there needs to be a unity, a cohesiveness in those that are mature. If you're mature in your thinking, then let us think this way. Let us keep forward. Now, it's interesting how we're even designed. Our our bodies are designed to face forward. Our eyes point forward. Our ears hear sounds more so from what's in front of us than what's behind us. We speak forward. Our hands are forward. Our feet are forward. It's an interesting design when you think about it. Another aspect of verse 15 that I love to talk about is, is how you know God, God's going to reveal things in his timing. You know, sometimes we think that 
It is our heavenly duty and it's our heavenly job to hold everyone accountable in the things that we need to hold them accountable in because we judge them as weak. I've done that. I've been down that road. It's not a good place to go down because you lose friends really quickly. Sometimes we need to trust that God will reveal what needs to be revealed in his time. As it says at the end of verse 15 in Philippians chapter 3, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. So as much as there is a looking forward aspect to this passage, there is present reality in the here and now of staying plugged into what is right here and right now. Don't get too far ahead. Paul continues to write, join in imitating me as I keep my eyes basically on on the cross, as I continue to stay focused on the things uh, of the Lord. Because the problem, when you don't have a mentor, when you don't have people that that are copycatting the ways of God, the ways of Christ, what ends up taking place are people will walk away. They will become enemies. And that's the risk and the the reality of what we see in verse 18. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, they walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. And yes, I'm taking a deliberate long pause right now. Because I want us to think about that. I want us to understand that there have been many people that have been part or have been interested in the things of God and have, for whatever reason, said, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm out. No more. And the unfortunate thing is that their conclusion in life is destruction. God, their God is their belly. They're about themselves. The glory and their shame, their minds are set on things that are just tangible right in front of us. Whatever you can grab your hands on, setting your minds on earthly things. But there's a higher calling at work and there's something greater still that you and I need to be about. You and I need to strain towards understanding that our citizenship is in heaven. These next couple weeks, I'm going to be traveling in a couple couple different places. This weekend, we have a retreat with Infusion coming up in Cambridge, Ontario, in Canada. Yeah, you heard that right. We come back late Saturday night. We hit the road to New Hampshire on Tuesday. And then the Tuesday following Thanksgiving, I'm hanging down in Nashville for the opportunity to present at a national conference down there this idea of war wounds in ministry, what that whole whole thing looks like. Really excited about that seminar. But through it all, through the travel, even to different countries, different states, different places, I have to remember that my belonging, my citizenship, not only is a United States citizen on the continent of North America being very familiar with the state of New York and specifically being a Western New Yorker, 
My citizenship is in heaven. Because Jesus is at the forefront of my life. And if Jesus is at the forefront of your life, not just your Savior, but your Lord and Savior, then your citizenship isn't here. Your citizenship is is not just identified as being somebody from Western Pennsylvania like my buddy Todd Willoughby is, who's tuned in right now. Or near northern, northern central uh, Pennsylvania, like my buddy John Goodno, who's tuned in, or has tuned in. Those are all great places and wonderful attributes of, of connection. But my citizenship needs to represent heaven needs to represent Christ-likeness. Is this always the case? Unfortunately, no. The best way to tell where your citizenship is, where you are parked, is how you are acting, where your heart is, where your passions lie. And asking people to reveal to you gently, what do you see in me? It's called accountability. It's called vulnerability. It doesn't have to come in the form of a formalized accountability partnership. You and I should have a willingness to be accountable and say, you know what? Where's my citizenship? What do you see in me? We await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already come, but you know what? He's coming back. He's going to transform this lowly body to be like His through his power that enables him to subject all things to himself. It's a pretty, pretty powerful passage. The strain, the strength, the effort, the power. We put all our power into something. We put all our effort into something. And I can't tell you how many times we've been left, I've been left wanting, found wanting, because the power and the effort that I put into something that, that just fails and rocks my world, I feel left empty inside. And it is a horrible, horrible feeling. It stinks. Maybe instead of plugging into my own power, my own ability, maybe it's time to come into God's power. God's ability, because it's not about ability, it's my own ability, it's about my availability to Him. And that's where all the strain ties in. Saying, you know what, I don't have to strain in my own capabilities or in my own capacities. I should just strain by surrender. By by subjecting myself to being a citizen of heaven. That's what it's all about. Submitting to the authority, submitting to his power. Because as much as you try to do it yourself, and as much as I try to do it myself, we end up coming away feeling embarrassed, sometimes lost, wondering, and even wandering. 
So as you strain, as you work through the struggle, understand you're not perfect yet. We need to press on. Our citizenship is in heaven. Strain forward to what lies ahead. Enjoying the presence of what today brings. Because as you strain and as you face the struggle, it's no longer your power showing up. It's his power, his might, and his ability. And that, my friends, is tonight's Untorn. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this broadcast. Next week is going to be a little bit different because guess what? It's Thanksgiving. We're going to try and switch it up and broadcast a different night next week. Might go live on Monday or something like that instead. So we're going to switch up the time. I'll post when we're going to go live. But I want to I want to tell you all again, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, stay focused. Strain towards his love. Strain towards his perfection. But enjoy the today that you have been given. And make sure that it's not in your own efforts of straining, but it's surrendered to his efforts because that's what it's all about. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for tuning into uh, Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, saying so long. We'll see you next time right here on Untorn.net. presents an evening with the progressive box yeah that's hugo tickling the ivories he just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours hugo send her my condolences hi oh this next one's for you too there's a burglar in my heart thank you progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates discounts not available in all states or situations